Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. This is HR Defines Road to Certification. I am your host, Carrie Hawthorne, and we are talking about everything you need to know to be successful on your HR certification exam and so much more. I hope you enjoy the show. everyone, Carrie here, and in this complex concept video, we are talking about unions. Before unions had the right to exist, their existence was uncertain and it was threatened. Labor leaders had lobbied for the passage of several state and federal laws, only to see them nullified or used against unions after they were passed. During the 1800s, four major tactics were used to keep unions from forming. The first was conspiracy doctrine. It was assumed that employees who joined together to try and form unions were conspiring against their employer. The most significant definition is that something that one person may be able to do alone becomes illegal when it's done by a group of people. Another tactic was court injunctions. Simply put, employers would solicit the help of the court to ensure that injunctions would direct a person or group to refrain from pursuing a course of action or trying to form a union. The third tactic was yellow dog contracts. These contracts were statements that workers were forced to sign stating that they were not members of a union and promising that they would not join a union once they were employed. And they also would not encourage others to do so. And the last tactic was the antitrust statutes. Congress knew that they had to do something to neutralize the balance between employers and employees. To achieve this balance, the Federal Injunction Act, also known as the Norris LaGuardia Act, was passed to limit the power that courts had to intervene in labor disputes and also outlaw the enforcement of yellow dog contracts. While the Norris LaGuardia Act restricted court interference, it didn't restrict the interference of others. While the act was passed to encourage bargaining, it did not give workers the protections that they needed to engage in these activities. Employers used detectives to spy on union leaders, and they also tried to stir up trouble by advocating violence and destruction. Many of these union leaders were attacked or even killed by people who discouraged union activities. Some employers even hired strike breakers. These were prior criminals and their roles were to inflict harm on strikers and scare employees from wanting to join. As employers tried to be more subtle, a less violent method of controlling union activity came about. And this was in the form of company unions. They appeared to be in the interest of the worker, but ultimately never resolved worker issues as they bargained in the interest of, guess who? The company. This violence and consistent turmoil signaled to Congress that they once again needed to level the playing field for unions and employers. Because of this, they passed the National Labor Relations Act, also known as the Wagner Act. Its main purpose was established to or was established to give legal rights to workers. It was designed to be an economic stabilizer and give employees the right to self-organize. And to guarantee those rights, Congress also identified five unfair labor practices and declared them unlawful. They said that 
It's unlawful to interfere with employees exercising their rights. It's unlawful for employers to dominate or interfere with the formation of unions. It is unlawful for union membership to influence hiring or employment decisions. It is unlawful to discriminate or discharge against an employee who has filed a charge with the NLRB. And it is unlawful to refuse to bargain in good faith. But recall what happened the last time we passed the law without any protections. The Wagner Act also established the National Labor Relations Board, and it gave it the authority to administer the act in a peaceful way. It was also established to protect the rights of employees, employers, unions, and the general public. Sadly, things started to get out of control. So Congress stepped in again and created the Labor Management Relations Act, also known as the Taft-Hartley. They felt like the Wagner Act provided too many powers to the unions. This law was passed to once again neutralize the relationship between employers and unions. It focused on four basic concerns. The first was unfair labor practices, also known as ULPs. The second is the rights of employees as individuals. The third is the rights of employers. And the fourth is national emergency strikes. And just to be sure that they hadn't missed anything, the Labor Management Reporting and Disclosure, or the Landrum-Griffith Act, was passed to regulate the internal controls within a union. It acts sort of like a Bill of Rights. For more info on unions, visit your text, and we'll see you in the next one. Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning into today's show. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you like this content, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe and share us with your friends. And if you have questions or comments that you would like to share with us, please feel free to send them to training at hrdefined.com.